It's great to be here with you today. Um, from my home to yours, wherever you may be, whether it's here in Kentucky or around the world, um, such a great honor to be a part of the Asbury family, whether you're faculty, student, staff, alumni, friends, um, we just want to welcome you today and appreciate this opportunity to be able to share for a few moments. I want to preach for a few minutes on um, Christ our hope, Christ our hope, and just share with you some things that the Lord's really put on my heart that I think has been a message for me and has really blessed me and encouraged me during these times. First, I got to be honest, um, it's always a, a little nervous preaching in Estes Chapel, and this is my first time preaching through the video using computers, so uh, bear with me, have patience with me. I want to begin by a quote. One of my favorite authors, uh, Frederick Wigner, said, Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. Isn't that where we're at? Um, that we're living in the world as it is. Um, we can't control it. We're reminded through everything that's happening that things are out of our control, but we know that God is in control and that God who created us, who shaped us, who made us, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is our hope as we look to the future. And so sisters and brothers, wherever you are today, um, if we're really honest, many of us are struggling, many of us are discouraged, many of us have fear, doubts, struggles, and God has a word for us. And I, I want to share um, a bit from John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of the first day of the week, this was just after Jesus uh, has died and was resurrected, he went um, to the disciples, and it says they were together, and that the door was locked for fear. For Jesus came and stood among them, saying, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord, and again, Jesus spoke to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Therefore, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And so I believe this is a powerful verse for us today uh, with what we're what's going on in our lives. So think about it this way. Most of us, when we think of Easter, we think of a celebration, we think of joy, we think of, uh, we've come through Lent, we've prayed, we've fasted, and man, if we can just make it to Easter. And here we are on Easter, we're in quarantine, we're in our homes. Um, so here we are in the fourth week of Easter. And like the disciples, we're, we're still in our homes behind closed doors. Now, I want to encourage you several things um, from the gospel. Number one is Jesus comes to them where they are. Now, notice this. It says they had locked their doors out of fear. And so in many ways, wherever we are today, some of us are behind closed doors in fear. And Jesus wants to come and bring his presence, number one. Jesus comes to us in our fear, our doubt, our discouragement. Wherever we are, Jesus comes to where we are and brings his presence. And I want to begin by just saying there's the promise of the presence of Jesus to be with us 
the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus has been with the church in every generation and every age. And that what we see is in, in the life of the disciples, that in their moments of discouragement on the sea of Galilee, when the storm comes, what does Jesus do? He doesn't run, but he comes to where they are. Jesus is the God who comes to us. He's the incarnate God, the Emmanuel God with us. So Jesus, number one, comes and brings his presence called the ministry of presence. And more than anything we need right now is the presence of God to come and to be with us. Number two, Jesus comes and transcends. He breaks through the closed doors. Uh, locked doors can't stop him. Um, oftentimes we put up locks and guard the doors of our heart. And Jesus has this way of just breaking through to wherever we are. And so number two, we see Jesus speaks peace. He says, peace be to you. He is the peacemaker. He's the prince of peace, the ever-living God. He's the one who uh, gives us peace, not as the world gives, but the scripture says, peace which transcends all understanding. And so I want to encourage your heart today that let God speak his peace to you um, wherever you are, whatever your struggles are. And this is a verse I've, I've, I'm, I'm preaching to me. Uh, this is where I've been living. I've been saying, Lord, there are days, there are good days, there are bad days. There are days where the introvert in me enjoys being home. And then there are days that I'm just like, Lord, I just want to give someone a hug. I want to see my friends. I want to see my colleagues. Um, and God wants to bring this peace to us. Jesus knows where we are. Uh, that's what the incarnation is. Jesus enters into our own suffering and comes to where we are. That's what Jesus did, and that's what Jesus is doing, and that's what Jesus will continue to do. In every generation, in every age, and in every period of church history where the church has struggled, in parts of the world today where Christians are persecuted worldwide, Jesus promises peace no matter what you go through. Jesus comes to us and says, peace peace in your fear, peace in darkness, peace to your depression. Jesus is the peacemaker, and he brings peace to us today. And I love what happens next is that Jesus embodies this in a real interesting way. He doesn't just speak words, but he actually breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. That Jesus today, number three, he, he gives us the promise of his presence, the promise of his peace. But thirdly, there's the promise of power. That wherever you find yourself today, that um, God promises us the gift of the Holy Spirit to fill us, to fan the flame into our hearts and our lives, to encourage us, to, to fill us back up. And the English word inspire comes from um, the Greek word inspiros, where, where we have this, uh, this infilling of the Spirit, that Jesus wants to speak, to breathe um, the work of the Holy Spirit in us fresh and new today. And so, dear friends, let God breathe on you. May God, the Holy Spirit, come and breathe in each one of us today, fresh and new, in the name of Jesus. And this is deeply connected to our calling as Christians and as those that are called to minister the good news of the gospel. We can't do it in our own power. We can't do it in our own strength. But what we're going through right now, we need to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. For when we are weak, he is strong. 
Um, where there, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Jesus wants to liberate us, to set us free today um, with the good news of the gospel, with his peace, his presence, but also the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you to be open to a fresh touch of God. Let the breath of the Holy Spirit breathe on you today in the name of Jesus. Let there be a fresh touch. Let there be a fresh breath. Uh, spiritually, metaphorically, open the windows and the doors of your heart and let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow in today in the name of Jesus. We also see in this passage, this is interesting. Here are these disciples, they've been discouraged, they've they're in fear, but Jesus comes and he encourages their heart. He brings them peace. He brings them encouragement. He breathes on them with the Holy Spirit, but he also gives them a commission and reminds them of their purpose. And so I want to remind you today of your purpose, that God has called you. Um, Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. There's, there's that word, the, the missio, as God has sent me, there's the sentness of the God. The triune God is the sending God. God the Father is a sender and sends Jesus the Son. And Jesus the Son sends the Holy Spirit and gives us the same commission that he gave to the disciples. And this is powerful because this is the Johannine Great Commission. We think in terms many times of the Great Commission in Matthew 28. But in John's Gospel, John 20 is the Great Commission where Jesus breathes speaks peace, breathes the Holy Spirit, and he says, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. And I, wanna, I just want to encourage you today that God is not surprised at what is happening. God has not changed the call of God on your life in the midst of this pandemic, but the call of God is, I, I believe, is stronger than ever before. God is calling us to this moment. It's a Ruth moment where God has called us to the kingdom for such a time as this, and that God is preparing you right now. For an uncertain future for you and I, we don't know what um, the future holds, but God does. And God is working in our waiting. He's working in our watching. Uh, a, a book that has really transformed my life here recently is Alan Crider's Patient Ferment of the Early Church, where he talks about the improbable growth of early Christianity. Against all, um, against all the odds, Christianity flourishes. We're reminded of the, the, the quote from the early church fathers that, the, that the, the, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, that in seasons of crisis and challenge are the moments in which the church rises to the occasion. And the patient ferment means that God is, there's a fermentation, something deep and wide that God is doing underneath the surface of the season of your life and my life and the world. God is working in your life in a way that transcends anything that you and I could ever imagine. God is preparing you. We are a community called, and God has called us to the nations. And God is preparing us today for the ministry of the future. The world is undergoing massive shifts, cultural shifts and changes, but God is preparing the church for what is next. And so that's an encouraging thought. So I want to end with this idea that Christ is our hope in the midst of trial and suffering and pain. Paul reminds us that there are three great things, faith, hope, and love. That we need to have faith in God, 
We need to have hope which looks to the future. It looks beyond our current circumstance. It looks beyond where we are. And we need to trust that God is a loving God. We need to love him who first loved us. Henry Allen said it this way in The Wounded Healer. That maybe you feel like your brokenness and your struggles that you're struggling with right now are are somehow um, not doing anything consequential. But I believe God is preparing you through this. Henry Nowen said it this way, that our service will not be perceived as authentic unless it comes from a heart wounded by the suffering in which we speak. Sisters and brothers, the struggles that you share right now, the struggles that you're going through, we are in this together. I am in the struggles with you. Dr. Tennant, Jessica Legrone, our, our dean of the chapel, all of us, we're in this together. And God is preparing us as sons and daughters, as ministers of the gospel, for the future of what ministry will be, for the future of the church. So at this time, I want to close with prayer, and I want them to show this image of a painting that I recently did when all of this started called Christ Our Hope. Jesus comes to the disciples, and he speaks peace to them on the boat on the Sea of Galilee, and he speaks peace to the storms. Let Jesus speak peace to the storms in your life, to the storms that are all around you right now in the name of the Lord. As we close out today, I want to end with a prayer that has impacted my life, especially over the last few months, and has really helped change the lives of millions of people around the world. It's, it's commonly known as the prayer for serenity. God, grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, and taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. May the Lord bless you and make his face to shine upon you.